It is Wednesday, September 6th, and you are listening to Run That Back. I am Scott Bunn. And I am Tom Chalmers, and this is your Indie Sports Radio. I like that every now and then I can make you laugh unawares, Tom, in a <laughs> somewhat shocking, you don't get as uh, as surprised as your wife, but yeah. uh, I do enjoy that I, I can sometimes bring my game. Well played. Yes. Well played. Uh, so it is... It is Run That Back. It's Indie Sports Radio. It is September. We are in yeah. September of 2023, which means it is time for football. Woo! And it's really time. It is really time. It's time for there to be actual sports that happen and uh, many results to react to. Well, when the calendar turns to football season, you know, we like to bring on Tim Jackson like we did was that only last week? It was only last Jeez, week. Jeez, that feels like a month ago. But we brought on Tim Jackson to talk about um, college football. But uh, one of our favorite people, one of our favorite guests, you know, when we just need to talk football, sort of get into the the spirit of it, uh, make lots of puns and um, weird, obscure references. We bring on our old friend, Josh Battenhorst. Welcome back, Josh. Football, 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 football. Josh, welcome to Pun That Back. Football, 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 football. I like that. I like the, like, looking between both of us like you're a talking head at ESPN. Football. Football in the National Football League. <laughs> football. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Josh back in the house. Thanks for having me. That's right. Uh, and while we mentioned football, uh, we will be doing a ticket giveaway this hour uh, for the band American Football, who will be playing the Orange Bill tomorrow night. Oh, so right. we'll be sort of uh, teasing that uh, during the hour and uh, do the giveaway uh, later on. Um, so uh, stay listening uh, if you'd like to go see the band American Football tomorrow at the Orange Bill. And, and it is American football that we're talking about. We'll start off the show with college football yeah. since uh, we had week zero had happened when we talked to Tim Jackson last mm. week. I, I did text him. I didn't get a chance to tell him that like during week zero, I was out at a brewery and there was a game on. And I was like, I don't know these schools. These are really obscure schools. for. And then I was like, oh, this is high school football. <laughs> And I was like, so Tim's probably not watching this, but I found myself still watching it, and I'm like, you you need some real football to begin. So we had week one of college football. Uh, there's lots of things to talk about, but what were your big observations from the weekend? Well, can I start, Josh? Oh, yeah? Ask, there seemed to be the return of Texas State. <laughs> not a return. I mean, it was the first time I think that they ever like really have come on to uh, the scene. It's not really. It's not a return at all. This is you know. It felt like a players. fictional team from like a movie. Well, well like oh, when here I, Texas when, State. I was like, wait, that's a team. So they were originally Southwest Texas State in San, lovely sure. San Marcos. San Marcos is a lovely town. Beautiful. Mm. Uh, uh, we we feed this because Josh is from Texas. Yes, originally. And, uh, and I spent my time down in San Marcos when I was when I was back when my day. The the. Uh, San Marcos was known as the party school of Texas. That was uh, the right. place. It was the app state of the of the Texas schools. What? Like it was like really like lot, you, lots state. of parties, yeah. lots of good times, and uh, and you could go. Uh, with a, a cooler of beer down a cold river, and th there's this great river in San Marcos. I can't remember the name of it off of my head right now, but there they've got it's got this uh, 
this algae that only really grows in that river, but it keeps everything super clean. So it's like this super huh. clean river that you can go, and it's got like a, a nice chute that you go down. Yeah, San Marcos is awesome. So why wouldn't <laughs> why wouldn't ramp. why wouldn't eighteen year olds who are like, oh, I'm gonna sit the bench at uh, at uh, you know Alabama instead, I'll go play and jump in the river. Let's do it. Well, but you mentioned like the name of a school. I think that's the name of the school in the movie Necessary Roughness. Oh, wow. so. Did you ever right, yeah. see that yeah, with Scott Bakula? Oh, yeah. Kathy Ireland plays the kicker. Uh, maybe Sinbad. Maybe <laughs> I think you're right. And it was like the the football equivalent of Major League, but not nearly as great as Major League. But I I, I maybe I'll look it up at the at the break. But I believe it was called Texas State in that. Uh, and I think they got a victory in kind of week zero, week one. Maybe they beat someone like Baylor or oh. otherwise. But it, it was sort of like a not only are they back, but they actually got got a, a win that was. Oh no! They notable. they crushed Baylor, and yeah. and Baylor is you know has had some some good fortune of late, but I just think we're in a whole different game. You know, uh, I think that Coach Prime proved it in Week Zero, Week One. Yeah, well, I want to get to Prime Time, but let's can we stay on Texas football just for a second? Of course. So. Um, yeah, you are a Texas Tech fan. Yes, that was that was uh, that was actually a really really frustrating game. Uh, who did they play? They played Wyoming. Uh, um, and Josh what Allen's happened was, yeah, it was it was Josh Allen's alma mater, alma mater versus Patrick Mahomes' alma mater. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So it was actually Texas Tech came into the game and started off with two straight touchdowns that really made it look like Tech had the athletes that were going to blow Wyoming off the field. Yeah. And what happened was there were slowly mental a lot of mental errors on the part of Texas Tech, a lot of uh, a, a few bad mistakes in terms, you know, because the college game, they're very protective of the players anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to be really careful about how you hit things. And they, you know, they were not. And uh, uh, lots of false starts, and it makes me wonder. Like maybe it was the because that stadium is the highest stadium in college football, over seven thousand feet, seventy seven hundred right. feet. And I think that it did. I think it started away on them. Even though Texas Tech is in, I mean, it's in the Llano de Estacado, which is not quite the high plains. It's not up as high mm. as like West, where I grew up, which is like closer to in high. It's actually higher where I grew up in the very very flat plains of Texas than it is here in mm. Asheville up in the mountains. So uh, interesting. Just, yeah, lots of uh, isn't well, it? Do isn't you it? do you get like do you have alerts on your phone about texas college teams like do you find out about yeah, texas it's, tech yeah, uh -huh. ut it's called a group text with my mom and <laughs> yeah, dad so, and my yeah. sister baylor and, yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, so baylor yeah, are yeah. you watching this <laughs> yeah. yeah yes that's exactly what it was all night and my mom was saying slightly and annoyingly ahead of the rest of us and this is actually a really funny story so and she kept going uh right before me and my sister actually got to see it's so like ten, texting literally ugh it took her no time whatsoever to like text it and just spoil whatever the next play was as things were going badly spoiler and like alert. and the yeah. worst at the worst moment ever she sends uh and i'm like mom seriously yeah, yeah. how dare you <laughs> and then wait. and then whatever it was just didn't happen like there were it was actually like that you know they they, they 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 there was no that it didn't happen so yeah. she was just her messing with us and so <laughs> i was like well played mom oh, well played great. mom i i like that the the group uh the group text group textus yeah 
Yeah, yeah, there you for, go. Yeah. For college football. So we, Texas Tech question, Texas and, Texas. and I would like to talk about it at some point. I understand you might not be uh, all that interested in watching it, but the the Netflix series Quarterback yeah. uh, is really quite good. I, I've it's been well hearing done. about it, yeah. Um, they, they know how to do those things. They started with Formula One and then did golf and tennis, but yeah. they, but they uh, follow uh, Patrick Mahomes as he goes back and he gets his number up on the the, on the you know the yeah. ring around mm-hmm. thing, but they're sh- showing how uh, and sort of talking about uh, a lot of teams think about the transition to the fourth corner, uh, fourth quarter, uh, and they do the uh, jump around, ding, 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 <laughs> yeah. and the, the whole stadium just like freaks out instantly. Have you have you been able to experience that? Well, line? no, that jump around tradition came a little bit later and i think they actually like have kind of pulled it from some other places that did it first it's Mm. just like a thing that a lot of college stadiums do now but i mean i have been at texas tech when there was like just uh, well um this summer zach thomas got in uh, elected Mm, into the national football hall of fame texas tech grad grew up not far from me uh, in white deer texas actually and his brother too bart Anyway, his daddy his daddy put up a big cross right near Groom. Anyway, is um, there good brisket there? Uh, you know, White Deer's known they do have a they do have quite a um, a, a little uh, bar uh, butcher shop that a lot of people go to. Uh, anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. I, no. So uh, Zach Thomas gets into the <laughs> Hall of Fame this summer, and I was reminded of when my sister was a junior and I was a freshman. No, no, no. My sister, I wasn't in in college yet. I was a senior in high school. I go to visit my sister. She was at Texas Tech at the time. It was. Texas A&M versus Texas Tech. A&M hasn't won, hasn't beat Texas. Tech hasn't beaten A&M in who knows how long. It's been like since the 80s. And Zach Thomas intercepts a pass with like about a minute and 27 seconds to go and runs it into the end zone to put the put the Raiders up 27-23. The last minute and a half, everybody's just biting their fingernails. But slowly, it was enough time that in the stadium, it allowed people that were young bucks like ourselves to get down close to the yes. line. We're like, oh no, it's happening. Yeah. And then as soon as like as soon as like the whistle blew and game time was done, we were all on the field. It was Lubbock was a madhouse the whole rest of the night. Like That's awesome. I, we we ended up partying at some oh, I don't know what hotel motel country thing. I remember uh, one of my was friends was at a hotel motel holiday inn. Maybe so. One of my friends' <laughs> brothers went and took a dip of snuff for the first time. He stayed in the trash can with a trash can in the bathroom the rest of the night. Like that yeah. was not pretty because uh, he I think he had his first beer and his first dip of snuff on the same night. Not a good combination. <laughs> no. And then uh, but then the next morning like we go back to the campus because like a lot of us had to get our cars and like i'm walking back to my sister's room because we're supposed to go have lunch together and i'm just like walking over passed out people on the yes. sidewalk just <laughs> because they've been partying all it's, night it's, that's <laughs> a lot of snuff out. yeah <laughs> a lot of first snuff a lot of first beers uh, yeah yeah i mean it was the whole st- the whole town was drunk that night and uh and which is impressive for a dry town lubbock you can still have to drive to the edge of town to get a beer in lubbock well maybe that gives mm-hmm. us our chance to transition it would, it would would be expected if maybe there were just a, a few people uh, uh, passed out on the streets the following day as uh, uh, Colorado yeah. began their uh, season uh, after going one in eleven last year, yeah. one in thirteen, uh, one in eleven, I think, um, and just, uh, and losing games by an average of thirty-two points. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Deion Sanders has come in as the coach. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. I think Prime we're actually time. contractually Prime obligated to call him Coach Prime. I don't think that we're allowed to like, call <laughs> yeah. him anything. His name is Deion Sanders. Apparently it's Dion. But hooray. So uh, uh, again, I let's say what I did watch of uh, college football week zero and one uh, was pretty entertaining sure. i don't necessarily love the the lopsided they're like oh we care about the safety of the kids it's like how is a 78 to 3 game like yeah. caring about the kids but um but there's just so many great uh, quarterbacks and otherwise um uh, on, on display but uh, yeah that that was a great game i'm curious did anybody run into any issues with the uh, spectrum well i was uh, gonna disney i was battle? gonna bring that up um you did oh yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, I um, I didn't have ESPN all weekend actually, yeah. so uh, didn't so. But luckily, the games that I wanted to watch were on CBS and Fox. So, right, I uh, didn't really have a problem with those two. Did, did you have issues? Uh, How was our Hulu Sports account? <laughs> did okay, <Good. laughs> did okay. Oh, because um, uh, <laughs> I like how you're like, don't talk about it. <laughs> we don't want Hulu to know. <laughs> um, but. Um, because uh, the Bills are playing on Monday night, which is ESPN, and I, I'll be watching the second half at home, and I'm like, I hope Hulu's going to have it. So far, right. so good. Okay. Um, but yeah, just just craziness that that would happen then, and yeah. uh, th- that's when you know. Well, and I texted with Ed Southern, who is our uh, friend, big Wake Forest fan, and his wife is... Uh, gigantic Alabama fan yes and they signed up they did the free YouTube TV thing trial just to get the Alabama game on Saturday night and then did that get pulled from YouTube TV or I don't know because there uh, but anyways um, yay corporate America um, yeah, so exactly. uh, but there it was so uh, yes uh, <laughs> coach primetime um, uh, uh, has an opening uh, game against TCU, who uh, went to the national championship last year. Uh, did not win, but uh, still, um, that's impressive. And uh, they went in as a 23-point underdog or otherwise and uh, somehow found a, a way to win that game with his son uh, uh, playing remarkably at quarterback. And uh, it was all the sports world could talk about. I mean, yeah. it was incredible, um, but... Uh, uh, Dion certainly you know enjoyed the doubters even yeah. sort of like poking at some people who are like I- I've been your friend forever <laughs> right. like he sort of called out Ed Werder the longtime yeah. Cowboys um kind of yeah. uh, reporter and like oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's sort of like yeah you doubted me and he's like when did I ever <laughs> like that <laughs> like at one point he referred to him as a celebrity coach um who has brought excitement to Colorado mm-hmm. and, and, and gives giving us all the reason you know so again he's the certainly phrase, that yeah um, uh, that uh, but he was like yeah okay <laughs> well next question and Ed Warder's like all I have ever done has been like the most reliable <laughs> yeah. like Walter Cronkite of sports ever um so uh, no I yeah, love like, his answer because his actual answer Ed Warder said doubt what which was like which was like kind of came from the soul of like a sports reporter who's watched his industry die in front of him and he's like oh i have doubts well and and, and some of them are about you dion but some of them are about this enterprise that i've taken on for far too long well and i also (laughs) just i mean there's all the sports industrial complex stuff about it but uh but also like he coached at Jackson State and HBCU and controversially, I can't say that, left early to go coach at Colorado to get a bigger contract, get a bigger thing. And so, like, 
you know, he's playing the game himself. Well, and 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 have you got your your pun counter out because I have Please. one ready for you because I'm pretty sure that primetime will only be a buffalo long enough to say bye, son. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Josh, that is uh, bad. We'll let that. Uh, <laughs> Resonate and ruminate. Um, it's a, I think it's more like a fart. Yes. Like here Linger. in the studio. Linger. That's gonna um, be like I can't get the bison out of the room. But uh, to it, and then this is you know people in reviewing the game, they're like well, you know like what do you what do you see? It's like well, I saw a lot of what I saw at Jackson St- a State, a team that was very well prepared yep. and clearly being operated by. Um, not just uh, mm-hmm. Dion. He also has a good coaching staff. Um, people who understand football, who mm-hmm. understand advantages and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's not it's not just rah rah talking. Right. Uh, let's show them that they didn't believe in us. Like yeah, he plays all that, but he also, you know, drills and and yeah. has just like good football no, I, practices. I know? watched that game. I mean, I, I watched it from the first kickoff, and then I had chores to do, but uh, one of the chores was to go to Walmart, where they have free Wi-Fi, and I could plug it into my phone <laughs> and very slowly make my way through my list and watch the game. And uh, in, in some sort of piece where I don't have to feel bad, because I'm accomplishing something, right? Sure. Like, I mean, this is a great way to, like, you know... That's a, that's a great dad move right there, Josh. <laughs> I love it. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I'm making my way through the list and I'm just watching the game. And, and it was actually, I think Colorado looked like they had TCU well in hand more in the first half than the second half. The mm-hmm. second half things turned around a little bit for TCU. And I felt like they got a little bit more comfortable and started playing like they knew how to play football finally. But from at the jump, the, you know, the thing with, and Spike Dykes is Spike Dykes, but, but he did coach that team really well last year to be, fairly well really just well disciplined i mean i don't know if you guys remember one of the game there were a couple of games that they won on kicks that happened as like fast kicks the yeah. last thing yeah. of the game where yep. they barely like Running had time out. to yeah. run the the kickoff the kick team out that's the thing that TCU does. And in a lot of ways, Colorado out TCU TCU by yeah. just like being sharp, being well disciplined, by you know, doing simple basic things like mixing up the snap count to get the yeah. other team off of their game. And by um, you know, and and I think that Dion Sun, I will learn to say his first name, but the young Sanders was quite um Man, he was good. Yeah, he, he he didn't make bad decisions. He didn't throw the ball where it would get picked off. He you know consistently threw it to the right person, made the right choices, and they. I mean, that's the that was TCU's thing, and it has been for a long time. Plus, I kid Hunter playing both ways, which is really cool yep. too. Yeah, Travis Hunter is just amazing, and yep. how great that he's playing for Dion. You know, one of Total. the few players gets to do that. Uh, yes, uh, Shadur Sanders. Thank you, Shadur. Oh, thank and his you. other son plays for him too. That's yeah. why I need to get. But it was great. So yeah, uh, no, we got we got to uh, move on. But uh, again, it was worth all the talk. Yes. Uh, but then it, you get there, and again. And so uh, uh, Dion was very Dion and sort of like kind of overreaching on the like you all doubted us. It's also like one game. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. Uh, but it's again, it's like it's all everybody could talk about. Yep. It led everything as we're doing now. Um, but again, so just like hooray that they were going to actually be more generally competitive college football games coming up soon. And then there's going to be a actual NFL football to consume our focus and not just. Uh, let's look at the way he sort of like chuckled and, and shook his head between the second, you know, down and third down. Right. Like, okay. 
we're going to shift topics to the National Football League. Um, to the National Football League. So we, um, I, I think it's fair to say that I haven't hid hidden my allegiances. That that is my favorite sport to watch um, out of all of them. Yes. It's my favorite um, team to root for, the Buffalo Bills. So I I am particularly uh, happy this week that football is coming back. Uh, I kind of like held off thinking about the NFL until this past week and then I had my fantasy <laughs> draft and I was listening to a bunch of podcasts and reading a bunch of stuff and then I was thinking about like the matchups for this week and I was like oh my gosh the NFL's back and I'm really excited so it, the NFL starts tomorrow night Thursday night with the Chiefs the defending Super Bowl champions playing against uh the Detroit Lions yes. we've already seen an injury to Travis Kelsey he's um questionable for tomorrow but um we wanted to talk maybe a little bit about our teams uh going into this season yes as a way to talk about this so we'll start with our with our guest uh josh battenhorst uh we've been talking about texas football uh the dallas cowboys how about them cowboys um uh, but before we do uh, we had um uh, DJ Dub, uh, mm -hmm. aka Will, uh, mm -hmm. in with us a couple weeks back, and we said we do hope you appreciate how much we enjoy you. That we knew you would come on and talk about the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we say the same compliment to you, Josh. <laughs> yes. uh, please know that uh, we enjoy you so much, even though we know you're going to come on and talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so uh, there you are. So one, I feel like your life has been busy of late, so you have not had time to be the avid Cowboys fan that maybe you were at some point earlier. Um, but still, uh, that is uh, where your attention uh, goes to. And um, so you get to deal with, the, again, talk about uh, you know Dion. The Cowboys are even more constant conversation. Uh, but the reality is this has been a fairly successful regular season team for the last uh, stretch of years. Um, this is not a disappointing team. Um, you know, foundationally, but then they're not able to do what they would uh, hope to do in the playoffs, and it's been a real long time since they've uh, reached the conference championship, never mind the Super Bowl. Spoken like a true Raiders fan, Tom. Well <laughs> yes. done. That, yeah, like I appreciate you admiring our, our regular season prowess. I'm actually still reeling from the last play of the season last year. I don't know if you remember it, but like Ezekiel Elliott was basically like rolled into a toilet paper roll. And, uh, uh, yeah, and, the, and like there was like a weird straight snap yeah, from the center. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows? What, what were they thinking? And I, and I just have to have, kind of have that feeling about everything that jerry jones has done for the last 10 years like i just i'm just not a jerry jones fan so i've just i've just taken to rooting for old texas tech guys <laughs> like i just i like i'm a mahomes fan you know i'm a tyree wilson fan you guys have a great defensive end that the raiders thank you uh drafted out of texas tech so i just i'm rooting for the tech guys uh i the the the, the only storyline that i'm really interested in with the cowboys this year is deuce vaughn like who how does five five one seven like translate to the NFL like yeah. you know and uh but he looked like I mean he looked like a Darren Sproles like just pocket rocket like Eric Metcalf sort yeah. of like you know th thing in the preseason so I I'm excited about watching to see how they utilize him I think that he's going to be one of those like 
we don't know how or why it's working, but it just is, you know, uh, kind of a Cooper cup, sort of like, you know, cups a lot bigger than, than deuce, than deuce is. But so anyway, that, that's my, that's, that's where my attention is with the Cowboys. I, I'll be happy if they win. I won't be surprised if they lose. I think Dak has lost not only a step, but just as, I mean, Jerry, Jerry's the one who really has lost most of it. I think, you know, he just doesn't have the, uh, you know, that sense about that. I think that general managers have to have that is like, you know, building at the same time, like cutting things down. I mean, he's a great business person. I think he always makes the right decisions business wise for the Cowboys. The problem is, is like, but doesn't necessarily always translate onto the field. And, and, you know, he's frustrated that so, and, and I don't think with Mike McCarthy, they're ever going to get there. I just don't think he's the right coach. Didn't think he was the right hire. So, We'll just wait until Dion can be hired by the oh, Cowboys. That's an awesome early prediction. What a great idea! Uh, I feel like I'm I'm going to turn into Tim Russert with this question. Like I have to sort of like hunch myself down. So, so are you not going to be watching the Cowboys this year? Well, I mean, I I don't know if I'm going to be watching any football this year with the way Charter Spectrum is dealing with me. So, yeah. like you know, who who knows what? I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm along for the ride. You know, I love the Cowboys in the in the long laundry that they wear but really honestly like i'm i think of myself more as a mahomes fan right now did i just say this out loud i think i'm like learning wow. some things about myself guys. i'm gonna s- send this clip to your parents yeah, yeah. no they're mahomes fans too right. you know so like any anywhere that a texas tech guy goes we always still root we root for those guys and um so uh you know that's just that's but again i don't know if it's available to you then I, again I, I would highly recommend the Netflix series quarterback, which ends I, up f- focusing mainly on him. I, I mean, yeah, I saw some of that. I, to, I thought to Kirk their, Cousins was really like my favorite person oh, in there. Though, he's great. I, I, I like I like to like super straight lace, and it like made him such a like. Even like he's always been kind of likable, but goofy, you know. And now like I even like his goofiness like even more. Well, like, yeah, but there's the one uh, uh, game where he's like he had a rib injury from the previous week. And then it's clearly reactivated early, and he's just literally coming back to the silence, going, ah, ah, <laughs> everything hurts, ah. And you're like, oh man, wow. I, I with Mahomes, um, I can't. Once somebody did that mashup of Patrick Mahomes and Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down, <laughs> like I can't get it out of my head. I can't play the clip on the radio too because anything Kenny Powers says is uh, rated R's uh, extremely. So, but look it up. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, but every time I hear Mahomes talk, it's like, yeah, we had the chain smokers up there. We, you know, and, and, looks like, and you're like, wow, he sounds just like Kenny powers uh, but that's interesting that you subscribe more to patrick mahomes than the Cowboys. Well, i think you kind of have to get that way with uh football whether it's college or nfl at this point it's like if you have players that mean something to you and you like you're just gonna have to like root for them because who knows where they're gonna be in two years one year yeah. you know and also with injuries and things so you know i mean i'll i'll always be a cowboys fan but I think it's really hard to build uh, a team that you recognize from year to year. You know, it was, I mean, it's always kind of been that way, but it just, but it feels like it's just really hard to like even know who I'm rooting for. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think we have a good set of wide receivers. I don't think that we have a good set. I mean, I think, um, Dalton Schultz is going to have a good year because they have such bad wide receivers. I think they're going to find good ways to use. You don't him. like Brandon Cooks. You didn't no. like that move. I mean, it's it's fine, but it's not it's not a, a game changer. You know, I think that if there was some way that they could have been in the in like a three way trade to get 
one of the Miami receivers, but those guys aren't going anywhere or just anybody. But like really what they did is they tied up all that money with Zeke and they tied up all that money with Dak and they said, these are our guys. And then, you know, Zeke basically just like, I actually think that Zeke Elliott is probably going to have a pretty good successful year also with Bill Belichick mm-hmm. because he's just exactly the kind of like that back that Bill Belichick likes. He doesn't really turn the ball over. I mean, he has fumbled some, but not really a lot. He's a great goal line back. He's one that will, you know, if you need three yards, he's going to get you three yards. If you need four yards, he's going to get you three yards. You know, he's like, <laughs> yes. he, that is, but he, he, you know, he, you know what you're going to get with him for the most part. He doesn't have that explosive burst of speed that he used to have, but he's still a really tough runner. So that kind of like Marion Barber style of uh, you yeah. know yeah so, marion barber good so i'll oh, root for him but we'll, we'll pivot so uh to you scott so with that with the buffalo bills and the, the team that is the focus of your sports fandom um uh, how are you uh, feeling heading into this so again uh, just quickly i felt like there was an unfair characterization of the end of last season mm. where it was just like clearly they've run out that whatever was working for them was exposed but i was like that was the craziest season with so much emotions involved. And then, yeah, no one was happy about the performance against the, the Bengals in that yeah. last playoff game. But they were due for a, man, we've just been sort of... I think they ran out tread of water. Yeah. Uh, again, talent meets emotion meets miracle kind of thing. But uh, uh, how are you feeling as everyone's like, well, if it doesn't happen this year, it's probably never going to happen. Yeah, which is just a weird thing to say. Yeah. yeah um, but I, I want to say first about the Cowboys. Uh, they Like Tom said... Good team, solid team, but you're also in the same division as the Eagles, who are very talented. Yeah. They're a really good team. Well, not only that, they're well coached, and they have such yeah. a, um, an interesting offense that's really hard to defend, and so different than yep. anything that anybody else is able to do in the league. That, like, you know, I mean, half half the time that Jalen Hurts gets the ball, he's going to run the ball too, yeah. which is yeah. just like crazy. When so, you have an offense offense good enough that the league is making rules to prevent you, yeah, um, you got a good team. Yeah. Um, so back to the Bills, I like it. It does feel like everybody is just like, nah, we picked them to make the Super Bowl last year and they didn't do that. So they're going to go nine and eight. And you're like, well, we're returning the whole team and we went 13 and three. And yes, the playoff um, performance was not what we wanted, but I'm like, we're still going to be a really good team, you know? And we have like the one of the top three, top two quarterbacks of the league. So like, I still feel really good about it. Um, are there concerns? Yeah, of course. The uh, the division is just that much better. I mean, the Dolphins are terrifying with uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I said this last year when when the Chiefs traded uh, Tyreek Hill. Everybody was like, "Yay, the Chiefs don't have Tyreek Hill." I'm like, "But he's on the Dolphins now, who we have to play <laughs> twice a year." He is the most terrifying team, uh, yes. a player to play against. And so, you know, we'll see. Like the division is really uh, interesting. Aaron Rodgers is there now. You might have heard that. So yes. it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting season. But I actually kind of like that. Maybe we're under the radar a little bit too, or doubted. And yeah, yeah you still have. Uh, yeah, a, a remarkably gifted quarterback and uh, a, a wide receiver who is, uh, you know, uh, above the grade. Um, and second year with Ken Dorsey right. as the play caller. Uh, and a and defensive and unit that you may not point to one particular player, but they just are solid and know how to respond. And yeah. they've also, they've just been in a lot of tough games. Um, mm-hmm. Playoffs, yes, there's been, a you know, there was just a handful of like, man, how, how did that not 
be be a victory. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Last year, they, uh, but yeah, last year they beat the Chiefs in the regular season. Yeah. They beat all the other top teams in the regular season. Yeah. Um, other than the Vikings and that weird thing, but I don't know if people. Uh, but anyway, so that's my thing. It was like, uh, so yeah, playoffs are just tricky, and yeah. But uh, our, our our defense needs to needs to step up a little bit. Uh, Von Miller would be out the first five games of the season, which is actually fine. Mm-hmm. Like, let's save him for playoff time yeah. in the end of the season. So, um, do you want to take a break? first and then well, come I, back and I, I talk don't have about too the much Raiders. To say about the, uh, uh, the Raiders are, you know, we'll see. There's, you know, it is an off- offensive-minded coach with mm-hmm. a, a lot of talent on that side of the ball. Um, so I would say watch the first half, and that's going to be very entertaining. And then don't stick around to see them not make adjustments and lose the game in the second half. And then <laughs> you've got a lot of talented <laughs> defensive players who know how to just tip the ball before it lands into the hands yeah. of one of the Kansas City wide receivers for a touchdown. <laughs> if, if you're mixing an old-fashioned and you're looking for a bittering agent, just go for the Raiders and uh, the taste in Tom Chalmers' mouth. Yeah. That's what uh, will help. And I've been clear. I, yeah, I just I, <laughs> I didn't enjoy uh, the energy that was exuded from the head coach in yeah. his, his first season there. Didn't like how he uh, dealt with Derek Carr. I, mm. I, I'm not saying that that was the wrong choice or otherwise, but there was just some things. And again, it was just the second half collapses yeah. that were like, Man, stop making it about you and just try try to just do some things. Just like just g- get a victory. Yeah. Um, uh, and believe it or not, there's a, there are a lot of sc- uh, a scuttlebutt, whatever for like let's let the backup come in, Aiden Cook. Yeah. Out of Purdue. Um, um, Why who not? seems to just be that. It's like it's a version of what they uh, found in San Francisco and otherwise. So, again, yeah, Jeremy Garoppolo's he's fine. Again, I don't feel like, oh, like we have an incompetent. It was like, no, you have someone, again, who is used to winning yeah. and does know what is necessary to do to get a, a victory, but is not going to uh, overcome. Uh, they clearly are more talented on the other side of the ball, but I've got a set of skills that uh, yeah. kind of ch- changes. Like, no. Um, but if he's in the right game plan with the, with the right uh, – you know, set of agents, but I was just really happy that they were able to sign Josh Jacobs. Um, Josh uh, Jacobs, Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yes, um, mm. which seems to me uh, that's the whole thing that's crazy. I don't know too much about the Colts. It was just like, just look at what happened in the market. So again, Saquon held out, and they're like, eh, no, we're not giving you a long deal, but we're going to improve your one-year contract. And then the Raiders did the same thing. They're yeah. like, we're not going to give you a long contract, but we're going to improve your one-year contract. And I just don't know why the Colts didn't do that with uh, Jonathan Taylor. Like, well, here's clearly what's yeah. happening with all your peers. We're not going to give you a long contract, but let's give you a better one. But they're like, yeah, he's hurt. He's weird. And it's like, <laughs> man, they just let icky stuff get in there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I, I think they'll be entertaining and they'll be fourth in that division unless the Broncos, uh, again, crap their pants. Which might happen. But yeah, so it is the start of football season, uh, and then so much of everything is uh, talking about fantasy football and otherwise, and I know that the two of you tend to uh, participate in such things. I, mm-hmm. I did for a while, but didn't uh, like who it turned me into, and then I literally was like uh, hating a player and his family for <laughs> snapping his femur on <laughs> national TV, like, you ruined my week, you selfish jerk. Um, so I realized I was the selfish jerk, but... Uh, um, so without getting into the extended like m- multi-ball things that you mm-hmm. do, uh, what is the current state of fantasy football? Did anything become more interesting? Um, the fact that you can like bet in stadium now and all that kind of stuff has that has that inform- changed fantasy football in any way, or is like 
Uh, that's just, but anyways, I'm just curious. Uh, well, what's the state of fantasy football these maybe, days? Maybe maybe you start with that. Charles. Well, I think the biggest thing is the scoring because like now there's actually you can get points for the number of times that Aaron Rodgers does ayahuasca during a season. <laughs> what about and, the uh, darkness uh, retreat? Yeah, and, and, you dar- darkness. Re- actually, you're encouraged for like uh, yeah. you can get darkness retreat points. And uh, and actually, Tom, I brought you a toad for you know, if you would want to lick this tonight. Uh, that'll Salty. probably help you enjoy yeah. the. It's a whole should, different kind of fantasy. Should but, we? Now you're Do a to. run that back darkness retreat <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I think I think that would probably yeah. help all of us run and that dark. You yes. never know. Um, yeah, n- yeah. I don't know what the state of fantasy. I actually there was a time there was a time when I kind of just had. Um, you know, I kind of like you, Tom, had just kind of felt like I had just not didn't have the time to put the research into it or anything like that. And then I got pulled back into a cup one league because, you know, just friends asked me to, to rejoin and uh, someone that had passed at that point. So you're like, oh, well, I feel obligated to do that. And and then in the meantime, had also like gotten invited to uh, one of my friends, high school friends leagues that they have been doing for like five years before they ever invited me so that also <laughs> yeah. like was a little uh but now that i'm in there i have dominated no i haven't really dominated but but you know i'm just uh, you know i it, i i like that i get to talk trash to old buddies and yes and for no other reason than like um one of the things in our league actually which i think is the most fun part of the league is that whoever scores the most points that week has to do a write-up about the the league oh, and send out fun. like a little uh, yeah a little uh little newsletter to make sure that everybody knows just how everyone performed and uh lots of insults and inappropriate things things that we <laughs> that the fcc would frown on being said yes over the air but those things get said and that's uh and that's that's good clean dirty fun yeah it's hard for me to know about like changes in sort of universal fantasy Mm -hmm. league because we have our own specific system what we call it artisanal fantasy football because we we've created our own point system and everything like that so i'm not up on the big trends but one thing that i've started doing with other sports and we're doing it with football is um drafting teams at the beginning of the season and it's kind of like a skins game where you like you draft um you can either draft like the bills number of wins that they'll have in a season and then you could take like a team who won't do well like you can draft the texans losses and then at the end of the season whoever has the most points Mm. of either those wins or those designated losses wins um so yeah. i did that with gary leonard and yeah. other friends for the nba it was really cool it is interesting to sort of uh bet on a team's shortcomings yes but, uh, w- whatever keeps it interesting from week to week um uh well good so uh, i would say i you know there are lots of stories right now about again like oh the worst thing again if you lose often there's these like terrible uh, punishments that you have to sort of endure yes. uh and i i feel like that's the worst side of things and i i don't enjoy trash talking that's just never been a <laughs> big side of my personality but i do like and this is why we have you on this week that surprisingly um fantasy uh, sports teams um have uh, wit and wordplay involved. Oh, so yeah. there, there's some great names for the teams. Um, so, uh, Josh, we'll start with you. Uh, 
things that you can actually say on the radio. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I know some of yours are a little uh, graphic and also a little uh, challenging or upsetting to the, the rest you of know, the week. You know, this is really where I've had a hard time in pre- prepping for today's show because yes. like I'm going, there's just like there's a line that I can walk and there's one that I can't. <laughs> and so like really there's not a lot that I can share about any of the names <laughs> of any of the teams of any of my right. leagues because if you actually like did, like some of them seem pretty, you know, sterile you yeah. know but uh, if you actually like were to urban dictionary them then i think right. also the radio station might lose its license so well I, like i do know you had one that was uh named after bilbo baggins it um, sure was but instead it was an item that you hope is sterile that one might find uh, in a nightstand for a uh, self-stimulation yes yes there and uh you that's still that minefield well that's <laughs> still the that is still the the going team name that i have is uh inspired by one of those harry footed hobbits yes, yes. um uh, so, uh, so to speak <laughs> well i do that so i reached out to some folks um so again uh, sarah spooner is a, mm-hmm. a, a great guest of the show and one of the first times she ever uh, was on the show she sort of talked about like kind of inheriting a, a fantasy football team in a breakup in a breakup uh, yep. and then uh her uh, kind of partner sort of uh, friends resenting that like you're much better than uh, you used to have this team. Yes. But she just, uh, shared some uh, other ones. She just, so she had the title Niners. Um, nice. So she's got a little, there's a little okay. uh, you know, yeah. progressive mm-hmm. politics uh, okay. in hers. Um, uh, she also just named a team uh, Dame Helen Mirren, um, <laughs> nice. which she enjoyed when you're playing teams that are like, you know, the burning hellfire manly boys. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, well, you just lost to Dame Helen Mirren. Um, <laughs> uh, well, a good one was uh, Jenna Saquon. Yeah. Which was nice. I, I had to understand that seeing it written out. Um, then you uh, have to draft Saquon Barkley. I reckon. Maybe yeah. this one. Uh, uh, Tua Infinity and Beyond. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, I, uh, you might like this one. Uh, uh, digs in a Blanket. Yeah, nice. Uh, nice. And my favorite uh, of hers was uh, uh, Yippie Kaye Justin Tucker. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I like that's that. That's the best yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, well, and I, I do just to finish. I, I do yeah. enjoy ones that are a little mean or just a little sort of poking at the team you don't like. Uh, so again, the only time I did a football one was some uh, uh, with some friends from back in New England, and I referred to my team as the Jack Tatum's, um, yes. which was very upsetting to New England Patriots fans, <laughs> as he's the person who took out Daryl St- uh, uh, Stingley. And all yeah, that that's right. Um, uh, so uh, Edwin Arnauden, who we had on, yeah. uh, movie re- a critic, another big, big uh, Boston Red Sox fan, and his uh, fantasy sports baseball league, he re- his team is called because. Uh, not a big fan of the Astros, uh, bang the trash can slowly, <laughs> uh, which I thought was really quite That's nice. Great. And then um, in our league, the Artisanal Fantasy Football Leagues, we always do like you got to have a city and a nickname like in regular sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but our friend Paul, who was on last mm-hmm. week, you know, Paul, um, his team name is the Austin Powers. <laughs> Pretty nice. good. Pretty good. Okay. Uh, uh, our, I will just say one thing run? about our league. Like it's it's just like so inside. Um, the <laughs> the the league name is Close Personal Friends of Todd Dodge. Now Todd Dodge <laughs> is the is the head coach of or was for many years of Austin Westlake, which produced players like uh, uh, Drew Brees and many yeah. other like sort of Texas like stalwart sort of like football players. But uh, the only close personal friendship that has ever actually been happened is like I think one I think one of our team people made was like in a golf scramble near Todd Dodge. So, yeah. so that's how we, we that's our team our league name. Pro 
That's scared awesome. friends of like legendary Texas high school football coach <laughs> yes. Todd Dodge. There Great. you go. So we uh, we're gonna go out. We've been talking about football. We're gonna talk some tennis, but I will throw out that uh, her name is Jessica Jesse Pagula, uh, the daughter of um, Buffalo Bills owner owners uh, yes. the Pagulas. Uh, is she still a? Did she get eliminated from the U.S. Open? She yes. has been eliminated. Yes, uh, she did well for a while, but uh, then yeah, uh, lost in, in in an evening match, and then but she's playing a ton. She lost actually yep. in, in doubles too. in doubles yep. earlier with Coco Goff. Yeah, uh, that's right. But then is also playing some mixed doubles. Uh, <laughs> nice, like right now or otherwise. So uh, she's making the most of her time here. Uh, Jessica P- Pagula married in Asheville ah, because that. she just went online and said that seems nice. Um, well, I like her even more. Yeah. Let's uh, give her a round of uh, applause. But no, uh, the U.S. Open has been uh, great. But just uh, yeah, some some awesome matches. The match last night between um, uh, Sasha Zverev and uh, Jakob Sinner was awesome, and the conditions are super challenging. Yeah. So these players were breaking down on both sides, uh, <sighs> yeah. which you have seen. Which I would just say, so climate change is, yes. is totally making itself known. In the and the Grand Slams this year, yeah. so there was extreme heat at the Australian Open, French Open, and then the U.S. Open, and then there was extreme rain at the Wimbledon. So all four of the Grand Slams were impacted by extreme weather this this Ugh. year. Uh, making tennis. Uh, there hard. you go. Uh, I would say just a little quick follow up. The Little League World Series was fantastic, which involved a Little League World Series walk off home run for California to win the game <laughs> in the bottom of the sixth over um, uh, Curacao. Um, and I always love when it was like, wait, this tiny little island uh, yes. like, has a team that's better than like giant continent countries. Yeah. Well, it's the same with the Dominican Republic yeah. is just dominating the sport of baseball and Major League Baseball. So, yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. Uh, all right. So we've come to the end of the show where we reach a segment that we call uh, Coffin Corner, where we recognize those from the world of sports and entertainment who have left us this past week. Um, uh, Mike Williams, NFL wide receiver for Tampa Bay Bucks for four seasons, also played briefly for the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills. Um, Gil Brandt, Hall of Fame Cowboys, football executive, vice president of player personnel for the Dallas Cowboys from 1960 to 1988, two-time Super Bowl champion, 71 and 77, uh, inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2019. From entertainment, uh, uh, Jack Sonny, the other guitarist in Dire Straits during the Brothers in Arms era. Steve Harwell, the lead singer for Smash Mouth, um, which is a band that falls into that category of, uh, yes, I understand they were played way too much for how good they are, but um, come on, they, they've got some good songs. Um, I, I saw them open for Lenny Kravitz. There you go. Uh, a big one, Jimmy Buffett, uh, American singer, songwriter, and entrepreneur. We know him for uh, Margaritaville and Cheeseburger in Paradise. Um, and then uh, Gary Wright, American songwriter uh, who wrote Dream Weaver and Love is Alive and also was a member of the band Spooky Tooth. Um, and I didn't think that uh, Asheville FM really wanted me to play Smash Mouth or Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> so I, I reached. I think it's available. It's on the table. That's okay. I reached deep and found some uh, Spooky Tooth. This is a, a nice song, sort of a British kind of psychedelic jam rock band uh this song is called better by you better than me josh thank you so much for hey, coming on the show yeah, josh. thank you yeah tom i don't know if you noticed but you you accidentally said the word gram slam which i think should be its own sport <laughs> it's like you know if you just have like grandmas or <laughs> or maybe it's slamming a gram of something more illicit i don't know it could be anything really but uh but yeah so extreme s'mores thank you you had two good puns oh thanks we'll take it all right thanks for listening to run that back we'll see you next week